are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A great Friday show for you heading into the weekend. We've got another doozy coming out of this Clayton case. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm at a loss, but I'll, I'll update you on what, what the latest is going on there. Wells. I haven't talked about him on the podcast in a while. He did a podcast, or he had a podcast, where I heard a clip from it, and I completely disagree with what he said, and I want to go over it with you. We're going to talk a lot about the Big Brother finale last night. Hey, I totally underestimated the jury, and I have no problem with that. We're also going to talk about the Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise last night. We'll get to all that momentarily. So let's start off with this. The Clayton case continues in that he's still in family court with the a woman who is claiming she is pregnant with twins and they are his. And that's still going on in family court. There isn't anything that I know that is set. I, I don't know when the next thing happens in that case, as far as I know. As we know, last Friday, a week ago, it was determined by a judge in Arizona that Clayton was awarded an injunction of harassment against her. So she cannot contact him. The week before, she was awarded an injunction, uh, injunction of harassment against Clayton, so they can't contact each other. Period. No texts, phone calls, emails. And that's any sort of contact made between those two has to go, I would assume, between uh, legal parties. However, there is a development that happened, I don't know what day it happened, but I've seen the paperwork because this is uh, a not sealed case and clearly there is way to access things in the courts of Arizona. <laughs> I, I knew this case would take turns and I, I, I take certain turns, and I, but I didn't see this one coming. The woman in question who back a couple months ago went to the sun and spilled the whole story for reasons she has still yet to tell us why, other than, I don't know, Clayton wouldn't talk to her, so she decided going to the media was the best route to go after him, which that was her first mistake among many. But here we are in November now, and she has filed in the courts of Arizona to change her name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And she's changing her name because of the quote-unquote harassment that she is getting online. However, we all know the reason she wants to change her name is because she wants to keep doing this to other men. When other men get involved with her, they can't Google her old name if she's... See, I don't even know if she gets granted this new name, if it, if it automatically happens. I don't know when it happens, if it can get shot down. I don't know how any of this stuff works. But I do know that she has filed the paperwork to change her name. She says it's for bullying and online harassment... I think we all know what it's for. She wants to be able to continue to do this. That's my opinion. Because when somebody Googles her, if she's granted her new name, they're not going to come up with anything. Because 
she'll just basically start her life over with this new name. I mean, <laughs> talk about the different levels of things that have happened in this case since we were made aware of all of this because of her doing, not Clayton's. The only reason we know about any of this is because of what she did, which was, let me go to the sun and tell them everything. Okay. Well, now going public and having people in the Bachelor Nation world that she was completely unaware of, she had no idea how, yes, batshit crazy some of the fans are in this franchise, and we're going to do as much digging as possible on this woman and find out all they did. Those were the people who brought her down, was the people who decided to dig. And I don't think this woman had any clue whatsoever what she was getting into the second she went public and tried to go after someone in Bachelor Nation. So we'll still keep covering the, you know, the, um, the injunction against harassment is over for both sides. So the only thing left is the family case, which is paternity. In the hearing last week, she told everyone, 24 weeks pregnant, still pregnant with twins, and they're Claytons. Yet there's no official evidence anywhere that they are Claytons, and there's still no official evidence that she actually is pregnant. So family court, I would think, is going to decide. We're going to get an answer to this, I would think, in the next couple weeks or something. Something has to be done because we're approaching February when she claims she's due. Actually, she said it in the hearing. She's due on February 14th. Isn't that convenient? Valentine's Day twins. How lovely. <laughs> Good luck. This case is so bizarre. <laughs> A name change. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. So yesterday on the Game of Roses Instagram account, I didn't know about this until I saw it on their Instagram story. They played a clip of Wells Adams on a podcast. I don't know if it was his own podcast. I don't know if he was a guest on somebody's podcast. I don't know where it's from, and it wasn't linked to anything. But clearly this is Wells talking about editing on this show. And I just want to play this clip for you, and I want you to hear it. Okay, here we go. I knew who I wasn't. Um, and I think one of the things that happens on that show, especially when people say, like, I got a bad edit, that's really them saying, I don't really know who I am, um, and the person that I'm seeing is not who I think I am. But the truth is, that's probably pretty close to who you are. Yes, of course, it's it's heightened and it's exaggerated a little bit. And the one piece of advice that I give... So that's where they stopped cutting it off. And I, I think Wells is being way too generic with the definition of somebody's edit. Because... For you to say that, oh, no, when it, when there is an edit out there, when somebody complains about their edit, yeah, it is, it is you saying you don't really know who you are. Um, no, flat out wrong, dude. What it comes down to is this. There, I think there's two ways to look at an edit because there's the edit of someone like Kat. Let's just take Kat, for example, because she's the most recent and she's most fresh in our minds. When we see her quote-unquote edit, which is her screaming into a camera during her ITMs and being completely irrational. So if we're going to believe Wells, 
He's basically calling Cat out and saying, no, this is who you really are, Cat. Whereas Cat is taking to Instagram saying, oh, you know, you guys don't understand. You don't know the full story. That's, not, you know. So which one is it? So Cat is uh, basically Wells is calling out Cat. However, I think it's way too generic because there's that part of somebody's edit where we literally see them saying the words versus a lot of times in this franchise we see things play out that didn't actually happen. We hear sound bites of people saying something that portrays them in a certain way when we know Frankenbiting happens on this show and in every reality TV show. Where they will take the first half of a sentence you said in week one and combine it with the back half of a sentence you said five weeks later and put it in a sound bite to make it seem like you said those words consecutively. And when those words are put together consecutively, it's usually something negative or usually something to paint you a certain way. So for Wells to say, hey, if this is the way you were, this is what you said, this is kind of who you are. No, flat out wrong, because we know Frankenbiting exists. Now, someone like Kat, where we can clearly judge her based on how she acted in those ITMs, because those weren't cut up. We saw her face and we saw her lips move, and we saw her saying the things that she did. So we can judge off that. Anything else where you do not see a contestant saying it with their own face and lips moving in the same scene, you have to take with a grain of salt. It's not guaranteed. They might have still said it, but most of the time there's a reason the editing team is not showing you their face when they say it, especially if it's something damaging or shit-talking or something like that because they want to make you think that person said it. So I don't necessarily agree with Wells on that at all, that your edit is, that's exactly what it is. And because you said those things, because you did that, it's more about who you are as a person. Um, that's way too general of a statement to make. And I think he's kind of out of line uh, by putting it that way and making it so black and white when it really isn't. There's a gray area because we know what goes on in terms of editing and frankenbiting. This podcast is brought to you by Way. Their hair and body products are specifically designed to custom a routine that works for you and personalize a gift for everyone on your list. Save 15% off statewide when you give the gift of Way. Whether the person on your list has fine, medium, or thick hair or multiple hair concerns, Way's got you. Get on your way to save for the holiday. Go to theway.com, that's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com for 15% off site-wide and enter promo code REALITYSTEVE. That's theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com for 15% off with promo code REALITYSTEVE. Also, this podcast brought to you by Ibotta. How does free Thanksgiving sound? This year, Ibotta is giving you cash back. Help make sure your, your Thanksgiving table is complete because who wants turkey without the gravy? I know I don't. Are you kidding me? No gravy on my turkey? Forget that. Starting this month, for the fourth year in a row, Ibotta is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. Just add the offers in the app to redeem for everything you need to make your Thanksgiving feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite retailers and upload your receipt. You can also earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers to when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Sephora, Best Buy, Macy's, and many, many more. Those are the ones... I would say, I told you, Best Buy and Lowe's are the two where I can get cash back, and I'm absolutely loving it. So here's what you got to do. Download the Ibotta app now and use code REALITYSTEVE 
to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting this month. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use promo code REALITYSTEVE. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use promo code REALITYSTEVE. And finally, this podcast brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you are keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. You know Green Chef's been around a while supporting this podcast. This is their best offer ever. You can't beat this. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve250. Use the promo code realitysteve250, and they're giving you $250 off. Let me say that again. Greenchef.com slash realitysteve250. Use the promo code realitysteve250, and they're going to give you $250 off. Remember, if you can't remember that URL, that's okay. Go to wherever you listen to your podcasts, go to the episode description, click on the Green Chef link. It'll bring you right to the landing page. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Let's talk about that Big Brother finale last night. Hey, I underestimated the jury. I was totally convinced, based on what I was hearing come out of their mouths in post-show interviews, that all of them were pretty much not a fan of how Jag was playing the game. They respected that he won a lot of comps, respected that he won a lot of power vetoes, but they just didn't seem to like his social game, and I really thought that they were leaning towards giving Matt the title because they respected his social game more than Jag's gameplay. However, watching the episode last night and watching them answer questions and give their final statements, Jag won that hands down. He answered his questions better, and his final speech blew Matt's out of the water. And everything that Jag said in his final speech was 100% correct. You know, last year it was interesting because last year Taylor Hale basically won it, I think, on her speech because it was one of the most iconic ending speeches of any game show ever where she absolutely put everybody in their place and said, stop paying attention to comp wins. Look at what I was able to do. And Jag basically won because of his gameplay and not his social game. So again, it comes down to what jury is on your season because you have a different jury, they might have taken Matt's side, and they might have made him the winner based on the fact that they liked him better. But, it, I mean, there was never any doubt. When I had Taryn Armstrong on the podcast, I want to say, what, six weeks ago? Six or eight weeks ago. I laid out for him at that time. I said, this is looking like a Jag-Matt final. And I said, I really think Jag has a better resume, and he's a comp beast, and he's doing really well. And Taryn seemed to be saying that I think Matt beats everybody if Matt's there. And even at yesterday, when I was talking to Rachel Riley, she said she would vote for Jag. And you even heard me. I was just like, I just, and I was just going off of what I heard from the jury. I've always felt that Jag had a great game and he had a great resume. And if I were on the jury, I probably would have voted for him this season. But Suri and Felicia were his only two votes. Everyone else... You know, but Suri and Felicia were um, were Matt's only two votes because they were anti-Jag for whatever reason. They didn't, 
they didn't like Jag or they just didn't like it, the way he went about things, which is fine. And but everything he said in his speech was dead on. Like, hey, I I controlled every single vote, and the reason you're all sitting there was because of me. And you know what? He wasn't wrong. Matt can say all he wants about he had his own decisions. Not really. Matt did what Jag did, what Jag told him to do. Jag was the ringleader of that twosome, the Minutemen. There was no doubt in anybody's mind. And basically, Jag figured the only way he was going to win was to drill that home in everybody's head. I'm curious when they all do interviews now, the post-jury interviews now that the show is over, I'm wondering if there was a sentiment to give Matt the title before they heard closing arguments last night. I'm really curious because when Jag sent Bowie Jane home, you heard him. He was basically telling, first off, when he sent Bowie Jane home, his speech to her was, even if I lose the vote six to one, I hope I had that one is your vote. Like he was already planting the seed. Then Bowie Jane leaves the house. We still get the footage of Matt and Jag inside the house. And Jag tells him, dude, you're going to win. You got this thing won. Like, I don't even know if Jag thought he was really going to win. And then he did. And it really, you know, five to two. It wasn't even a 4-3 vote. So I don't know if what he said versus what Matt did. And Matt, let's face it, he didn't do well in answering the questions and his final argument. Kind of stumbled over himself a lot and kind of rambled. Jag was very precise in what he wanted to say. And I wonder if that won over the jury. And they were thinking Matt heading into it. And some flipped their votes. I don't know. Maybe we'll get an answer uh, to that in post-show interviews that I think will probably be coming out today. So look for that. Congratulations to Jag. I think he's a very deserving winner. I don't think this was a bitter jury at all. I thought it was a, a smarter jury than I give them credit for. The surprise of the night, holy shit, was AFP. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. I knew Matt and Suri were going to be two of the three people. Rachel suggested maybe Corey or America. I knew it wouldn't be Corey or America. I thought it would be – who did I, I – I'm already blanking on who I said the third would be, but I thought Matt was going to win AFP. She thought Suri was going to win AFP. And here comes fucking Cameron. I, I, I mean, I guess he was entertaining in his confessionals. I get, was that what people – I just couldn't get behind a guy who kept calling himself daddy all season. I just – not to mention things that I was, you know, I'm aware of what he was saying on the live feeds and kind of the way he was acting. So, again, I think the people that vote for AFP are not the diehards that follow everything online and follow the live feeds. Really, really shocking, that camera. I never would have guessed that. Even when they threw him in as the third one, I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's still going to go to Surrey or Matt. <laughs> and Julie says, Cameron, what? <laughs> well, Oh, well, I mean, that's what America chose. He wins $50,000. Congrats to Cameron. Golden Bachelor last night, I thought they did it well. And first time we've ever had a tell-all show in the, probably the history of this franchise where there wasn't sniping back and forth and yelling and fighting and manufactured drama so those people could get on paradise later on that summer like no this was this was they tugged at everybody's heartstrings on this one bringing joan up there bringing um what's her name ellie up there is that her name i god i'm so bad with the names already uh, it just uh, having faith sit there and talk to gary 
Jerry <laughs> and them both crying. I mean, it was just this is the way I mean, this is it's almost like, okay, now we've got a show where we can actually not manipulate people and give a section of the audience what they want when it comes to this show because the Bachelor and Bachelorette will never go that route that the Golden Bachelor did this season where it basically I mean look the Kathy Teresa drama was not drama it was about as tame as you could get that was the only thing where there was any contention at all throughout the whole season they'll never do that for Bachelor and Bachelorette it's just they're never going to go this route so maybe this is their thing now like hey you want a pure wholesome, you know, break out the box of Kleenex when you're watching the episodes show, here's your Golden Bachelor or Golden Bachelorette. But for Bachelor and Bachelorette, we're still going to do our same shenanigans. You know, we're going to get the same stuff when Joey's season rolls around. Yeah, you'll get a love story at the end, but again, it's going to be something that's just completely different than what we saw on Golden Bachelor. And as for Bachelor in Paradise... I'm glad that Charity had a talk with Aaron because I was so confused on why it was like, okay, Kat has a talk with Charity and then Kat has a talk with Aaron and Aaron's like, what are you telling her? And then Aaron talks to Eliza. I'm like, Aaron, you need to talk to Charity because Charity is the one that got the messages from the ex. Now, as I told you last week, it's the same exact thing that I was I, – I, I want to go over this again for people that maybe weren't listening last week. So when Aaron was talking last night to Charity and he said, yeah, I did not have a girlfriend. I broke up with her in August. We were done in August. Well, remember, when Aaron brought it up last week, he said there were two that he was talking about. The one that contacted me back in April said she started dating him in August of 2022. So, I, again, I, I went over this last week. Everything that she told me, I said, lay out everything about your relationship. Give me the timeline. And she even says in her email that after five months of dating, she was questioning their relationship and told him they may be better as friends. That's when he decided to tell me that he knew something was holding him back and that was and, and the timing was, wasn't good. And when I asked what that was, he said he couldn't legally share. And that's what it ended up being about The Bachelor. But it's just like, that's not, so if that's the one that went to charity and that's the one that was blowing up his family, I don't know. I That's the thing. We don't know which one. All I know is the one that contacted me, I'm reading her email from April 6th of this year. She said, I've known him since February of 22. We started dating in August of 2022. Last night on the episode, Aaron specifically said, I broke up with her in August. It wasn't working. So maybe that was the other one he was talking about, and he didn't. So I don't, you know, this one. But even if it is, even if he was talking about the other one, and this is the second girl involved, she basically said, <laughs> she told him he may be better off as friends. So the second she said that, he can do whatever he wants and apply for a show if he wants to. So I know other people ran with it at the time. It's why I never said one word about this all charity season, because I got the lowdown from this girl and I de- I deemed that her information wasn't anything very that wasn't that big. Yeah, I'm sure she was hurt when she saw an ex go on the show, but to sit here and say like, "Oh my gosh." I mean, look, we talk about this every season. It's got to be something where you are in a one-on-one exclusive monogamous relationship and then he leaves for the show. 
And then that person has to be relevant on the show. And Aaron would have been Aaron definitely was relevant. He got all the way to basically charity's final two, even though he got eliminated at four and then came back, all that stuff that we saw. But yeah, I just Robin you got to final three, right? Anyway, um he I I have I still have all of her text messages, not texts, um, her messages on my Instagram DM, because that's where she contacted me back on April 6th. And I just said, unfortunately, everything that you told me, while it sucks for you, in this grand scheme of things in Bachelor World, it's not that big of a deal. You know, this, this didn't sound serious to me. Sounds like you were just dating him. And... You know, I, I didn't want to discredit her, but she. So I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know who's the one that contacted Charity. And if it's this girl, then I don't think she, it was as serious as she made it out to be based on what she told me. I can only go off of what she told me. So that's why I never reported it all season. Never mentioned Aaron's name. I said what I always said. Get negative stuff about a plenty of Charity's men this season. And I did. That was one of them. I just never pinned it to Aaron because this woman shared her story and I was like, okay, you know? So anyway, don't know which one he was talking about last night when he was talking to charity, but apparently there were two and I just, I can't distinguish who was who. And again, last night when they showed the guy's rose ceremony, I had reported it last week when I gave the uh, bachelor in paradise spoilers, they really seemed to gloss over that Becca not showing up to the rose ceremony. That was totally bizarre. Like, Jesse goes to her and says, hey, we're having a rose ceremony. Are you coming or not? Oh, I I don't know if I feel it or whatever. It just there was way more that went on. Put it that way. Because <laughs> the way they showed it, it was just like everyone sitting home was like, wait, why didn't she show up? It makes no sense. Her and Braden had a great date. And not only did she not show up at the rose ceremony, we don't even see her talking to him. And she just leaves. She makes a left turn when she should have gone straight. And she goes up the steps and leaves and no no exit interview with her in a car. Nothing. So I heard it was way more serious than that. It was kind of like I wrote in the spoilers last week. It was kind of she kind of had a freak out. But I'll leave it at that because <laughs> what they showed last night was not the full story. So, um Interesting episode, to say the least. We've only got a few left. We got, what, uh, next Thursday, uh, the 16th, and then the 23rd, and then one hour on the 30th, and then the two-hour finale on the December 7th. So still some time left on Bachelor in Paradise. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review if you can. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. I'm giving away the most plays I have all season on any Friday podcast. I think 17 total plays in college and pro this weekend. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, go check that out. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I hope you have a great weekend. And I will talk to you on Monday. See you!